Hello and welcome to Ask the Mayor on WBAA News. I'm your host, Ben Thorpe. This week, our guest is Crawfordsville Mayor Todd Barton. Mayor, thanks so much for being with us today. So this week, the legislature is kind of looking ahead to its priorities for the 2024 session. What are some things that you'll be watching during this upcoming session? Well, that answer is pretty simple, everything. <laughs> you know, I mean, you'd really have to look at what's introduced and kind of try to sort through. And, um, you know, we, we really pay a lot of attention anymore to what's out there. So, yeah, I'm hearing right now, you know, that there may be just some different priorities. I'm also hearing, like, you know, they don't intend to tackle too much during this short session. It might be kind of a uh, a light session, if you will, um, which I find perplexing. You know, I mean, you're you're hired you're voted in by the taxpayers and uh, the citizens of the state to, to do our business. And, you know, be, I, I don't know. I don't get it. It'd be like me saying, Hey, you know, uh, next year I'm going to, it's going to be a light year. I'm not going to do much. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me, but we'll be looking at everything that's introduced and, and kind of sorting it out from there. You know, what are the issues uh, that there've been a lot of questions about in our region up in Tippecanoe County is whether or not we're going to see some water legislation um, and I kind of want to ask you about, you know, what's going on with this LEAP district down in Lebanon. A proposed water pipeline would take water um, from uh, Tippecanoe County down to a industrial district that the state and Lebanon are hoping to build there. Local officials this week moved to pause that effort by kind of blocking water withdrawals. Do you have any thoughts on uh, what's happening there? Well, I guess by just my, you know, my initial thought, and I said this all along, is is none of this was well thought out or well planned. You know, when you're, you're talking about a massive projects like this, I mean, there's, there's so much involved and so much planning that needs to take place. And, and you really need to understand, you know, the impact of the things that you're proposing to do. And in this case, you know, I don't think any of that was done. And I think it was, you know, just a poorly rushed plan. And, and so now we're seeing, you know, all the questions catch up with what's been put out there. And, you know, I certainly understand the, the position that, you know, my colleagues in Tippecanoe County find themselves in, and I would be asking the same tough questions. Um, I think for us, you know, we're just trying to understand what the potential impact might be to our watershed even. Um, I've, I've posed that question to Indiana American Water. Uh, we've had a little bit of conversation. I expect more conversation. Uh, but when you're talking those kinds of massive quantities, uh, you know, we need to understand if that could potentially impact the water supply for for our community as well. Well, and this is actually, you know, something I was going to ask you about. One of the key concerns and one of the reasons that they're saying they need this pipeline is that Lebanon and and much of that kind of central Indiana region, they're saying could be facing a water shortage in the coming decades. Is Crawfordsville, I know Crawfordsville is about a half hour from Lebanon. Is that part of that area that, you know, potentially could be seeing shortages? Well, we've always been told that our water supply here is 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 robust and very good and that we're real, really situated on a on a major aquifer and we should be fine but when you start start seeing these massive withdrawals from aquifers surrounding yours and and knowing that ours you know comes from basically northern indiana um, you know you have to ask those questions and you have to understand that and none of us you know elected officials have those answers we need to we need to bring the professionals in to help us understand that um, right now we feel we're secure uh, I'm always told we're secure by Indiana American Water, uh, but it's something that we do have to look at moving forward. And I think you're going to you're going to see this question come up more and more, not only in the state of Indiana but everywhere, uh, when you talk about projects with massive water 
uh, demands and how you move water from one area geographically to another. Yeah, one of the things that throughout all of this has, has made me think of you is, you know, local officials up in Tippecanoe are really cognizant that they have seen developments in their region through partnerships with the state, uh, particularly the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. And they're now kind of asking themselves, because of this fight and because they have very publicly critiqued the IEDC, are they in some ways endangering future development prospects? Uh, what are your thoughts? That's a tough question, and I think that I'm, I'm sure they're asking themselves that question. And and I said, you know, from day one that, you know, IEDC's role uh, has changed, and it's a very uncomfortable thing for those of us in local government. Uh, IEDC has been our partner in the past, and should be our partner, and should be the partner of all local governments around the state. And now we find ourselves placed in this adversarial role where we're we're basically competitors at times. That's not a that's not a level playing field. That's a very uncomfortable position, and it's really something that that shouldn't be happening. Um, I think you know from a legislative standpoint, something will have to be done to really define the IEDC role uh, in relationship to economic development and local government, um, because that's, those lines have become very blurred at this point. And you know, I, I feel sorry for the elected officials in Tippecanoe County because they have been put in a very very bad position in all this. And I know they don't want to be in that position. And I've heard them say it. Um, but their hand, you know, their hand's been forced and they don't have any choice. So there has to be, we were sounding the alarm early on that this situation with IEDC was potential for disaster. And I think we're kind of seeing that come to fruition. Yeah. You know, you have talked about the idea that local jurisdictions should not be competing with the state. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering what you see as the role uh, of the state in some of this stuff, because, you know, part of the reason that the state has, you know, gotten involved in some of this stuff is because they'll argue that some of these massive developments require some state partnership and require the state to be at the table assisting local jurisdictions to make this happen. I mean, what is your vision for, for how that collaboration should work? Oh, absolutely. The state has to be a partner. And I think there are some good examples around the country where states and locals partner. And I think I think it worked pretty well here. I think we've just seen, you know, this big shift in the last, you know, three or four years where IDC wants to take this different role uh, and start removing local government from the equation. It takes both. You know, when these companies are making those decisions and I'm talking about you know, the, the normal type, quote, normal types of deals, right? I'm not talking about the mega, you know, super projects here. I, I understand those are a different animal, but day in and day out, the bread and butter of what we do, you know, the, the types of companies that employ the vast majority of Hoosiers, uh, they, they need that relationship with both the state and local governments. It, it's all part of the package because we have different roles and we bring different things to the table. And if they choose to locate you know, each of us bring things that they need. And I think we get caught up just in the incentive side, and there's much more to this than just incentives. A lot, a lot of this is about the intangibles, and that's important, and we're losing that. Yeah, and you're saying, you know, the when it comes to the intangibles, that requires that local folks are on board saying, here's what we bring to the table, here's the community that we're pitching you that is more than what, you know, the state itself can kind of um, say or, or push for. Oh, very much so. You know, that we're the we're the boots on the ground who can make that happen, and and you need that community input, right? When you remove locals from that, you remove local elected officials, then you're basically removing the input or any say 
that the, the people of that community have, you're removing that from the process. And, and we've seen that play out a little bit in, in Boone County, right, where the local, you know, the citizenry says, hey, we're not, we don't have a say in this. We've been kind of removed, and I can't go talk to my local elected officials about it because they've kind of been removed. That's our time for today. Mayor Barton, thanks for being with us. You can find this program at our website, WBA.org, along with an archive of our shows at the mayors of Lafayette, West Lafayette, Crawfordsville, and Frankfurt. Send us your questions to ask at WBA.org. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of the day.